Today's episode was recorded on August the 3rd, 2021. I'm your host, Gaming Psychologist, and with me, as always, having some grown-up time. Send help. Send help. And caffeine rage. Send help, please. (laughs) On today's show, we will, of course, be discussing the games that we played. Forza Motorsport 7 to be removed from sale due to end-of-life status. Half-Life 2 Remastered Collection is coming from modders with Valve's consent. Activision Blizzard, the dumpster fire rages on with many, many news articles, some of which come from Community Corner, but we're not going to separate the two just because it's so messy this week. And if time allows, we will have a Steam Discovery queue. Timestamps will be in the show notes following their respective topics. Good luck putting this one together this week, Rage. Also, hi, how are you? Send help. For more than one thing now, not just me. Yeah. Uh, I said that earlier, to send help. Yeah, I, my, I titled, Rage already knows this, but for you, dear listeners, on the that vampire live play stream thing that I'm a part of, we're rec- we recorded some, uh, some like, content warnings because of, you know, content like me graphically murdering two people eating their organs and then forcibly enslaving one of their children. Uh, Yeah, then he got got into character and did some fucked up shit. Right, absolutely. And so I recorded three content warning things and then like a random one that I titled, I don't know what this is, send help please. And it's like (laughs) two and a half minutes of me just like doing weird accents and rambling into a microphone. It actually felt really good. Like, it's weird, like, to just be kind of, like, crazy for a moment. And it's like, oh, yes. Oh, like, I you don't do that on a weekly better. basis. Dude, yes. But also, I take in so much of other people's crazy, like... Uh, so, a uh, question. How long till your character obtains a raccoon head in a jar? <laughs> oh, oh, man. We're in, we're in Louisiana. That's going to happen pretty quick. That's actually on the to-do list. Like, I'm not joking. That's on my to-do list of random side character activities. Because <laughs> we're, we're, it's it's sort of a Monster of the Week style thing where the, the, the like, fey creatures are cryptids. So we fought Slenderman, and then one of our player characters made a deal with Slenderman to, like, save some children. That's probably going to turn out badly. Really? Not Not just because of the aforementioned killing of parents and enslaving of children but for other reasons but then we're gonna have like a couple of in-game weeks of like downtime which might take two or three sessions to get through and then we're gonna have like another monster of the week like cryptid battle it's gonna be fun so it's more like a monster of the month i i guess it's a monster of the month yeah it's the monster of the month club every month uh, they ship you a new monster (laughs) monster box it's like the it's, it's sort of like the later seasons of X Files, I guess, where that you would actually have instead of a monster of the week every episode, there would be, you know, aliens or a monster or something, and then a couple of weeks of like CIA, FBI investigation, man, and then the next monster. It's kind of like that. Yeah, I never really watched X Files. It just wasn't my thing uh, growing up, and right. 
X-Files is really hard to watch now. It's not aged well, not in the sense of like, it's all racist, although there's some of that stuff in there. It's just the thing of like TV, especially that type of like serialized TV show that's like, ooh, what's what's the conspiracy? Like has evolved so much in the last two decades. Mm -hmm. But also, Scully, I love you, honey. But with all the shit that you've seen, you should be a believer, too. I don't care how scientific you are. A couple of times could be a fluke. Like, nine seasons of every week, you encounter weird monsters and aliens and phenomena. Oh, that's because uh, that's way too much character growth. (laughs) True, that's too much character growth for a woman in the 90s. Yeah, Uh, my obsession lately... uh has been going through the seasons of elementary and they actually have a hell of a lot of character growth on that for being uh, a Sherlock Holmes uh, riff. Right. But damn good show. Uh, yeah. My newest obsession, uh, pitter patter. If you know what that is, great. If you don't look up letter, Kenny, I was going to say, maybe you should actually uh, name the show and not a meme from the show. Right. I posted that in one of my other discords, just like in the general chat, pitter patter. And, like, four people came back with, like, lines from the show. I'm like, wow, how do so many people know about this weird Canadian show? Maybe it's not weird. Maybe I'm the weird one. No, you're the weird one. Okay, let me rephrase. Maybe I'm the odd one out on this one. I'm definitely (laughs) the weird one. But, all right, we got a lot of ground to cover. And, uh, you know, roughly the same amount of time to do it in as we always do, so... Let's let's dive in uh, and talk about some games we played this week. So, in a reversal for Game Club, instead of fighting the aliens, I decided, eh, let's destroy all humans instead. And this is a game, in my opinion, that if you do not have nostalgia for it, it has not aged well. Uh, and it's a shame because whatever the game's not irritating the hell out of me, it's actually kind of fun. But it just reminds me of how much game design has changed in the last decade or so. Actually, I need to, to double check to see when the original release was. This is the uh, remastered version uh, that's been released on Steam and now Game Pass. Uh, it was in the mid-2000s. I remember it was on the original Xbox. It was... Come on. 2005. So right there in the middle. June of 2005. So right in the middle of the decade. And it's one of those things that when the game actually lets you do your shit, it actually is a fair amount of fun. Although admittedly a bit easy, but from some of the reviews, it's mostly due to rebalancing in the remastered version that they uh, uh, basically made it... uh, easier they made it easier but they also nerfed some of the more fun aspects like people to you know throw people around a lot easier with telekinesis and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. uh but then they throw in like okay now you have to do a stealth mission to uh, gather intel and then at the end of it okay now kill them all well why can't i just gone and guns blazing in the beginning right right if you're going to kill them all, why bother to be stealthy? Yeah, it's just kind of... A, it's a contrivance, that's the thing. Is that It's sort of like, uh, you know, uh, 
having a planned character death, but it has to be at this exact moment. If the character dies at any other point, that's considered a failure. Uh, a, yep. A good example of this, it was, uh, okay, so you play as Crypto, who is trying to harvest a alien DNA. I guess I should give a little bit of the backstory of the game first. Or sorry, uh, to you, human, uh, uh, alien DNA, which is, uh, buried in the genome of the human race because uh you know an alien came uh down during primitive times and you know it was uh, it was sure leave and they actually say it was sure leave and you know uh uh yeah things happen and over the centuries uh this race's dna has broken down to the point where they and this is how they say it we cannot no longer procreate because we lack genitals. <laughs> oh. And every time uh, we uh, clone someone, there's more and more corruption in the DNA. So they're having to harvest the D- uh, the DNA from uh, humans by you know ripping their brains out, right? Because that's how you right. extract DNA. And yep. It, it, Ripped their brains it, it, out it, uh, through their anuses. Well, you joke about that, but <laughs> no, I know. I, I mean, I'm I'm sort of joking, but I also know. I played it. Just the only really thing I can contribute to this is I played this once in, uh, in mid 2000. So I guess I was in high school then, at like a sleepover at a friend's house, and like we had some some like really shitty beer. And we're drinking, like, really shitty beer, and we played this, and Stubbs the Zombie, and I think Halo. And, like, that's my only <laughs> interaction with this game. I remember it being fun, but I was also well, buzzed on really shitty well, beer. Well, supposedly they also, you know, uh, censored it a bit. They uh, backed off on some of the more raunchy humor. Yeah. Uh, some of the reviews talk about how they cut... Uh, cut down cut scenes that were a little bit more objectionable uh, objectionable because right yeah uh but i think my main issue with it is that there's just a lot of times that you just want to go and well destroy all humans but you're hamstrung by okay well you're locked out of most of your powers and oh you have a stealth mission if you uh do something that alerts the uh humans to your presence immediate failure and there was a couple times that I failed a mission. I have no idea who saw me, where they saw me. It's just, I have no idea what happened. Other than, uh, you've been seen. Uh, they're on to you and, and you know, replaying. Uh, thankfully, checkpoints are very, 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 very frequent. But also, it, it makes it more of an annoyance than a challenge, you know? Yeah. There's this weird uh, uh, disconnect of how simple at least the early game is to okay well you're gonna have pretty much instant fail states but don't worry uh your uh last uh save point was like two minutes ago or maybe it's just the fact that uh yo you're listening to the same clips over and over again uh the voice actors are hilarious but to recharge some things you have to you know scan minds and rip out brains and it quickly starts repeating the same voice clips over and over again. And maybe that's also part of my irritation is that it forces you to do the same things, right? 
Yeah. Although I do, I, old. yeah, I do appreciate that the the main quest giver, uh, the leader of the invasion, uh, has the voice actor for Invader Zim, which uh, he hams it up really well, and they do hit that B movie vibe extremely well. It's just sometimes it's you know, I just want to go destroy things and not have to deal with a stealth mission. And sure, I could go back and uh, to one of the... Uh, once you complete a, a, a section of the game, I guess I should say, you could go back to it as kind of an open world uh, uh, like mini area. Uh, the maps aren't terribly huge, but this is also a game from the mid-2000s, so that's not exactly a shock. And uh, just a run rampage. Uh, you could uh, eventually start unlocking additional objectives in this open world and I use on kind of sarcasm quotes because it's an extremely small map and whatever you have your flying saucer you're able to traverse the entire map and or at least the ones in the beginning that you start with they may have larger ones later on in under 30 seconds so it feels very claustrophobic for what they consider an open world you could go back yeah. in uh, collect DNA and uh, do challenges to uh, be able to unlock stuff. But the thing is that in order to unlock new stuff or to be able to purchase it, you have to continue with the quest or the main storyline, which means that you're eventually going to have to do that damn stealth mission. Maybe it's just about aversion to uh, you know, stealth missions with a f uh, an immediate fail state. If they had it where you, know, you uh uh, blew your cover, uh, suddenly the military's after you. Or, yo, know, it becomes more difficult, fine. And there's times that, yo, know, you could try to do a stealthy version of the mission uh, uh, with uh, optional objectives uh, at times to that reward that stealth gameplay. But it just doesn't feel like it's built around it. It feels like it's built around shoving an anal probe up somebody's ass. <laughs> and when the game allows me to do that, it's fun. Well, for me. See, you get me. Now you get me. I I'm just not convinced this is a 30 buck game, though. Uh, I've played just a few hours, and I'm a good way through the uh, content. Yeah. But, I mean, you're you're playing it on Game Pass. Yeah, true. So. But, but I'm looking at it on Steam and thinking, yeah, this doesn't feel like a $30 game. Especially for a remaster, you know? Yeah. But that's just me, I guess. Yep. I, I've thought about playing it a couple of times, and I just never have. I, I will say... Maybe I will. Well, maybe I won't. Well, it's one of those games that I have to change uh, my controller setup. Because it doesn't... Uh, or or Spintires uh, doesn't like the uh, emulator controller, and this one doesn't work with anything but X input. <laughs> It doesn't have direct input at all, it seems, which is irritating. Yeah. So I have to go in and change profiles, which isn't too hard, but it's one of those things that uh, it does some odd things. And there's a lot of times that if you hit the wrong button, it's just, you know, instant failure. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, so uh, did you... Also played? Did you say that you also played uh, the one that's first on my list? Yeah, I mean, I played a bit of it, but yeah, you know, I, pl okay. I play it every so often anyway. 
<laughs> oh, I didn't know that. So I played, I, I played two things this week, but, um, I played the Microsoft Solitaire Collection. Yeah, and, and this is coming to Game Pass as the premium version. And it's just, yeah. I made a joke about it on, uh, uh, Twitter today. And it po- it had popped up on the Xbox Game app, uh, the Game Pass app, because it's coming to Game Pass. But because everybody has the base version installed, yeah, and- Game Pass pro- probably just did like a scan to see what games you had installed, and it popped up on my installed games list. I was like, oh, huh, I guess I'll play this for a little while today. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I I played for about ninety minutes, maybe. Um, while I was listening to a podcast and just kind of relaxing a little bit, I, I have always liked Solitaire, um, or classic Solitaire, Klondike. It goes by a few different names. It's called Klondike in the game, but, um, well, what would you I, do for I, Klondike I used to, for? Anything. <laughs> um, but I used to take a deck of cards to, to middle school and high school. And cause that was, I mean, I'm sure teachers still don't want kids to have cell phones like in class, like actively, like, you know, messing with them while they're teaching or whatever. But if you had a cell phone in class, then they would like confiscate that shit immediately. And I had like whatever Game Boy was around at the time or Nintendo DS, maybe. I don't, I don't know. Years. I'm, I'm, I'm getting elderly. <laughs> All that stuff's running together. But anyways, um, I would take a deck of cards and like nobody ever said anything about a deck of cards. And I would sit and play solitaire at my desk in class, um, or you know, at lunch if none of my some of my friends weren't there or there was something going on. Now, see, my um, school sucked because they would uh, they would confiscate a deck of cards saying that it's gambling preferment because you could gamble with it, right? But by that, right. but that, but that, by that logic, yeah, you could gamble with anything. That is true. I have gambled with many things that aren't cards. But anyways, so I've always enjoyed Solitaire, and I used to play Spider Solitaire on, I think it was our gateway, or my mom's gateway laptop when I was a kid. Play Spider Solitaire, like, and Free Cell, um, on like the old computer lab computers when I was in guess middle school or maybe even because like we didn't we didn't have the cool we didn't have cool Oregon Trail on most of those the computers in the computer lab so we played like free cell and shit but anyways like so obviously like I'm familiar with all of these games they're presented well they look nice like snappy animations snappy animations nice design card backs there's some of the classic or maybe all of the classic card backs I used to I was a robot I'd play with robot Uh, castle but, um, I mean, it's, you know, those games are there. There's one I had never played before. What is it? Pyramid? Uh, or whatever, where you have to, like, uh, make the two cards add up to 13, and that clears them off of the board. So, you know, it's just it's a smattering of, you know, quote, unquote, classic card games. It adds, uh, or there's, like, a daily, or not a daily, but, like, a monthly challenge thing. And I don't know if they have daily challenges or oh, what. they do. The only day I've played it. But it'll, it'll be like, you know, do this thing, win a game of solitaire on only one deck, uh, shuffle or something like that, you know? I mean, it was, it was fun. Um, but I mean, it, it, it is literally just 
solitaire. Yeah, but there's achievements, so there is that. There, there are there are achievables. I, I mean, but I mean, you know, I, I mean, I loaded it up uh, on kind of a lark because I wanted to see just how bad the advertisements was in it now, because the the thing that they did was, uh, well, originally when Windows Ten came out, they didn't even include solitaire in the uh, in the pro or in the OS. Which has been there since what ninety five or three point one? Oh God, yeah, forever. Uh, which it was a good way. Uh, at least the story goes, it was a way to teach people how to use the mouse because practically everybody knows how to play Con- uh, Klondike Solitaire, or if they don't, it's an easy one to learn. So it's yeah. a good way to teach somebody how to use a mouse, click, double click, drag, without uh, going through a tutorial. Yo, they'll find Solitaire, yep, and learn the mouse on their own. Well, when Windows 10 came out, they made it a subscription to be able to play it. And it's a small subscription, but it's galling. And then eventually yeah. they made it free to play and just included in the install. Uh, um, some later patch. Uh, but it's still, they have a subscription to remove ads from it. And it just feels weird. Uh, finishing a game of solitaire and have them pop up about how you're going to lose your insurance uh, uh, in uh, if uh, Biden uh, signs this law, but find out if it, your zip code is in one of the ones that's about to get fucked over. Right. Or, so or whatever, or whatever to... clickbait ad uh, they have, right? Yeah. So I just opened the game to look at it here for a second, and I've got a little thing that says premium next to my name. Because when I opened the game, it was like, Renning gave you one month of premium subscription for free or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's got my gamer tag, and it's like, you're signed in and connected to Xbox Live. Your progress is being saved to the cloud. And then it's the the five games, Klondike, mm-hmm. so Classic Solitaire, Spider Solitaire, Free Cell Pyramid, and Tri-Peaks. And then underneath that, there's Daily Tat Challenges, some an event called Medium Mayhem Mini. Don't know what that is. Something called the Star Club. Don't know what that is. And then underneath that are other Microsoft casual games. And you can download... Uh, Jigsaw. I opened it up myself Mahjong. as well. What the hell is Microsoft Jewel? Is that just uh, like a I think that's uh, match, match three? three. Yeah. Microsoft Jigsaw. Minesweeper. Treasure Hunt. Ultimate Word Games. Which is probably like Scrabble and well, stuff. From the, and from Sudoku. The, from that icon, definitely. Uh, uh, it's a definitely not Scrabble. Scrabble. Right. It's words with friends. Microsoft words with friends. Uh, uh, oh, I've got themes. Let's see. Classic theme challenges. First anniversary. Tap to download. Change my card backs, my deck. I can add photos to cards. Very fancy. I mean, you know. Yeah, but they also have stuff you can buy. Yeah, they have you can buy like skins. <laughs> what you. Yeah. It feels weird to have cosmetics and fucking solitaire, huh? Fucking cosmetics and fucking solitaire. All right, I'm closing this shit now. Before I either get mad at it or play. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's it's fucking solitaire. If you want to play some solitaire, it's great. It probably will run on a toaster that's not even plugged in. Like, it's fucking solitaire. What do you want out of it? <laughs> you know? It's fine. I'll probably play it it works sometimes Although, when i don't have enough time to open another game or when i'm kind of brain dead and want to just sit here and, and veg for a little although while. this does feel I like, like it's built that, for that sh- uh, i was gonna say this does feel like it's built for tablets because it says tap to download 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's built for tablets or they're like Surface PC things, mm-hmm. which are like tablets with keyboards attached to them, which that's fine. I actually texted my mom <laughs> and my dad both. And I was like, hey, did you know that there's the this like solitaire collection on Windows? And they were like, no, because I remember my dad complaining whenever he had to get Windows 10 on his computer at work. I was like, there's no solitaire in here. I can't play cards <laughs> on it. I'm like, you wouldn't. Anyways, Dad, whatever. But anyways, I told them about it, so maybe by next week I'll report back and tell you what my parents think about it. <laughs> I text my grandmother to tell her, too. She didn't text me back. She she never does. <laughs> no, my grandmother is an old racist lady, so it's fine when she doesn't text me back. It doesn't bother me. Well, simple. Just uh, talk about your black neighbor. I bet they'll t- she'll text back then. Woo! <laughs> Oh, goodness. <laughs> All right. And then the other thing I played this week, well, I think I played this last week and then just forgot to talk about it, which that doesn't bode well. But I was like, shit, dude, I haven't played any new games this week. Because the other stuff I've played, Game Club Game, can't talk about it. Arc Defense Force, talked about it twice already. And Snow Runner, which we've talked about twice on the show and mm-hmm. like twice a day for two weeks personally you know so it's like can't keep talking about that i played plants vs zombies 2 garden warfare um my kid bought this for like i don't know three bucks um at this store called mckay's here that sells like used books and video games and movies and board games like they're like a nerds uh secondhand shop no, it's like a nerd Goodwill, I guess, is the best <laughs> way to describe it. Um, it's great. I love that place. Um, and he was like, oh, that looks cool. I want to buy it. And I'm like, sure, we'll buy it, play it. I'm pretty sure it's kid-friendly, other than the microtransactions, but we know how to handle those. Um, it's fine. It, it's a... It's a, it's a, okay, so the first Plants vs. Zombies was a lane-based tower defense style game. Yeah, I miss PopCap. Yeah, where you planted plants, and they defended your house, or, you know, whatever the map was. Yeah, it was mostly the house. Uh, uh, But mostly the house. uh, uh, On different fronts, the front yard, the backyard, the roof, the pool, but yeah. Um, And you defended against zombies who came. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is a third-person action shooter with open-world and RPG elements. So... We got it for Xbox and pop it in and it installs like 15% of the way and then the little thing dings up. That's like ready to play or ready to start. So and you can so play we, the tutorial, we, right? While you download. Yeah, so you launch the game and you can play the tutorial and when it as it downloads milestones, it opens up more and more levels that you can play through as like advanced tutorial stuff, which I actually thought that was pretty neat. That's a pretty nice way to handle that. Um, but... The way it breaks down is that there's different classes for both the plants and the zombies, although I haven't played the zombies, so I don't know how any of their stuff actually plays. But, and, and it's it's sort of like a hero shooter, honestly. You have your different different classes of, of plants that have some type of, of main or primary attack that is, most of them are projectile based. There's one or maybe two that are melee based. There's one that's like a chain chomp. That's pretty fun. <laughs> um but anyways uh 
most so most of them are range based, and then a couple of them are melee based, and then you've got like a a an ability that's like some type of movement ability. So there's this like orange plant something that can roll up into a ball and that makes it roll around really fast, but it can't attack while it's in that ability. There's a sunflower that it plants itself in the ground and then it can heal itself and you can still shoot from while you're planted in the ground, but you can't move around. Um, there's a, like a rose bush that like jumps and shoots like rose petals out. And there's like a little cactus type plant that um, like dashes. And when it dashes, it leaves behind like a trail of uh, like needles on the ground. And if enemies run over them before the needles disappear, they take damage. So it's, it's some kind of movement ability that has a secondary effect. Um, and then they'll have like a, a special attack. And then you've got like a, a super that builds up that you can use that is some type of really powerful ability that usually is an attack although there's one class that's like a healing class and so its ability is like a big area heal um there's one that's like like a really big like jump and so you can use it to get to hard to reach places and it also like attacks enemies in its path while it does it but so you you get like a, a primary attack some type of movement ability some classes have a secondary attack and then you've got your super. And so in that way, it's very much like a, you know, a class-based hero shooter. Um, but so you do the tutorial, you, when you wrap up the tutorial, you get taken to the house of the guy, you know, from the first game. And he's like, the zombies are taking over the world. And we're the only thing that stands in their way of them getting the, the last remaining neighborhood here. You've got to, defend the neighborhood and you get a couple more tutorials about like how the, the open world portion works. And then you just get kind of dumped out into the open world to go do your thing. And it's a a pretty big neighborhood. And part of it is controlled by the plants and the other part of it's controlled by the zombies. And you have to um, both in the open world, go out and complete objectives like kill zombies to build up experience, to level up your heroes and um, get stars. Like I don't, I don't know why stars. It's very arbitrary. But you collect enough stars, and you can open up more areas around the house. There's like a garage with a little robot in it that helps you when you open the garage, and there are special abilities and power ups that you can unlock from the house, sort of like things that you can call in like drops or like special attacks that you need stars to unlock. There's additional game modes that you need stars to unlock. So you can go out into the, you know, the open world area around and do that. Um, You also need stars to unlock more areas of the open world map. So there's like a sewer area and you need enough stars to unlock the sewer. And there's like a graveyard area. You need enough stars to unlock that. Um, So on and so forth, you know, getting these stars by grinding out your characters on either just open world fights and occasionally little objectives will pop up where you have to like go rescue something and like bring it back to the house or something like that. Capture and hold a piece of territory for a certain amount of time. Um, and so the idea is like, as you use your stars to unlock these new areas, it's like you have gained control of the area around it. And so that becomes a safe spot for plants and no zombies will spawn there. Or I'm assuming vice versa, right? Yeah. You're pushing your way out there to take control of the neighborhood. Then there's also missions that um, progress sort of the rest of the story plot between 
the guy who owns the house, I'm just going to call him Dave. I don't know if that's his name, but he feels like a Dave. So, like, between Dave and his house and then, like, Dr. Evil Zombie. Well, Crazy Dave is um, the uh, guy with the pan on his head. Okay, maybe that's where where I'm getting it from, Dave, because it's the guy with the pan on okay, his so, head. So it's, I guess it's Crazy Dave. So it might be his house, or it might just be helping you, right? Yeah. But, so anyways, there are missions that you go on which progress the story, and the the main reason that, like, that, you know, I mean, I was going to let King play it on his own, but it's it's co-op. It's got local co-op. I'm like, okay, well, we can sit on the couch, and we can play this together, and it'll be fun. It's impossible to play co-op. Everything is so small. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't resize the HUD, um, when you play split screen. Uh. So unless you've got a ginormous TV or you sit close enough that it burns your eyeballs out, especially me with my terrible vision, I can't read anything. So typically whenever we play together, it's just like, all right, well, let's just go like roam around the neighborhood and kill zombies because I can't read any of the text or follow the mission stuff. And he can't either. Yeah, but his so. excuse is that, you know, he's a kid. You're just old. <laughs> right? I'm just old. I mean, it's okay. I don't really care all that much for the story. I've not found it particularly interesting. Um, the gameplay is good. The characters feel good. There's just not... I don't know. It just lacks charm. And pretty quickly, my kids stopped wanting to play it. We played it maybe four or five hours. And then he stopped playing it. And then I haven't played it anymore on my own. And I even forgot to talk about it last week. It's just kind of (laughs) forgettable. And it's also, I mean, it's got microtransactions in it. You know, buy cosmetics and buy extra stuff for your modes. And pay to unlock things faster and... Because I don't know. because that's what you want is to pay to skip the game that you bought, right? Yeah. I'm sorry, but pay to skip just never bodes well for game design for me. I think that this game is like it, it obviously if it sounds really interesting to you or if, you know, you have a greater affection for this franchise than I do. Well, I did, but then I EA mean, bought the company. True. But I mean, the gameplay is pretty solid. I would give it like overall, like, you know, B, a B on its gameplay. Story is like a C minus. It's there to move things along. So overall, this game would be like about a B minus. And then you throw in the microtransactions and that dump knocks it down to like a C game. Like it's just average. You know, it can be fun. And if my kid was more into it, I'm sure I would be playing it more. But he's just not. So, it's pretty unforgettable. Or, not pretty unforgettable. Pretty forgettable. <laughs> pretty disposable. It it lacks, you know, I think it's trying to be, like, a B-movie. Like, I get the impression that they really want this to be sort of a B-movie. And it's just not. It ain't no Earth Defense Force. <laughs> um, I did think of Earth Defense Force as I was playing uh, Destroy Our Humans, by the way. So I think that's uh, yeah, a plus for it, right? Yeah, I think so too. I think like if you try on purpose to be a B movie, like if you're an if you're like an A, you know, an A level thing or a triple A whatever, and you're trying to be a B movie, mm-hmm. you've got to get it perfect, or it just doesn't work. But if you're you know if you're someone who well, what if you have giant insects? 
right? But otherwise, if you're trying, you know, if you're trying your hardest and it's just that's all the resources you've got, then the B movie thing works out great all the time. You know, not all the time, but frequently. But yeah, it felt like they were trying to do like a B movie thing and they got it wrong. So it's just kind of forgettable. <laughs> so yeah, that's it for games we played this week. Woo! Woo! Uh, time to do the news. Um, oh boy, right? <laughs> yeah. So, well, we're we're not to the quite to the horrible oh boy yet. That's coming. Um, oh boy! But our first news topic: Forza Motorsport Seven to be removed from sale due to end of life status. Yeah. So basically, it sounds like uh, licensing, right? Yeah. So as as it goes, yeah, but it's kind of a, a little bit of a surprise to me, at least, because you know we have Forza Horizon Five coming out, not yeah, Motorsport Eight. So we're gonna see a time when there's not a Motorsport at all available to play, assuming that you don't already have the game, of course. Right. It, it just it feels like that odd. Uh, they were planning to have Forza Motorsport 8 when Horizon 5 came out, but something happened, maybe? Yeah, I think Horizon has very much became the Forza brand, which is fine. Um, Forza Motorsport 6 and 7, but especially 7, have leaned way too hard in in the wrong direction in terms of like the monetization of that game and taking away things from it that made it so good as like a sim game yeah what i played of it 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 just felt and maybe this is coming from horizon i felt a bit dull there was a lot of grinding to really get anywhere which that's not to say horizon doesn't have its grinding to get somewhere but there's always something to do and you know it doesn't feel like that grind whenever okay well i just stumbled across this so i could go do this now or i could Go down this path uh, of races. With uh, Forza Motorsport, it always felt like, okay, you're going to have to uh, grind out to get some uh, of the, I believe it was mods, right? Or uh, to have any sort of variety. Yeah. Seven was the worst. Six was pretty bad. Five was where it started, but five had the balancing for in like income that the previous games did and then had some stuff on top of it and then six they they made the grind a little worse to make the microtransactions a little prominent and then seven made it a lot worse because in in forza motorsports five and previously in the beginning you were somewhat limited but it pretty quickly gate gives you around a dozen cars so that you can participate in a bunch of different race events and you earn money pretty quickly, and then you—I you, mean—you just buy stuff from then. You just buy any upgrades you want, buy any cars you want. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, there's some yeah, stuff that's definitely 7. like sort of grind oh, sorry, related. Sorry, not Horizon Motorsport Seven. I only had a handful of cars, and you know, it was very, very slow going. And it might just be a, yeah. the fact that I'm not a huge fan of track racing, although I do appreciate you know road courses overall over uh, you know ovals, so. Uh, th- that was a little bit more interesting, but it just there wasn't anything there in order to, you know, like have a uh, night race. I had to spend microtrans or, yeah, well, not microtransactions, but the loot box mod in order to have one race of it, right? 
Yeah. And it just felt kind of icky. Uh, for lack of a better term. So it's going to be removed from sale early, or sorry, mid-September. Uh, and that includes from Game Pass and everywhere else. And it's getting completely delisted. If you have the game uh, a purchase license, you get to keep it. And if you bought the, uh, a DLC pack th- through Game Pass, they'll give you access to the base game for free, which is nice. Yeah. Because they definitely could have said, oh, well, you're out of luck. You have to buy the base game. But no, there is that at least. I mean, it's kind of a... Uh, this feels more like a public service announcement than anything else. And it's nice that they you know, did it you know, a month and a half early. But at the same time, it's yeah, you know, it definitely... Uh, uh, was it a game for me? And uh, you have Skyrim levels of disdain for it uh, for you. My biggest problem is that the game is basically broken and doesn't work on my computer. I I, I still think it's like some weird hardware compatibility issue, but the game itself is not good enough for me to try <laughs> and and fix it. You know, or to try and make it work. Mm-hmm. So I don't really care. Boo. Forza Horizon 7. Boo. <laughs> or not Horizon. Damn it, I'm doing that too. Forza Motorsport 7. Boo. I gotta say, I am looking forward to playing the new Horizon, though. Yeah. Me too. November. Yeah. Couple, three more, let's see, August, September, October, November. Yeah, three more months. Yeah, and I have enough uh, reward points from Microsoft to be able to coast uh, through the rest of the year. <laughs> I do not. I, I am... Coasting until well, end of well, because I let my Game Pass lapse for uh, a few months. Whenever I had you know, my minor computer issues, uh, right. when I came back, they said, "Okay, well, you could have three months of Ultimate for a dollar," which also unlocks all the quests. Yeah, and they actually give you a fair amount of points through that. So, I, I one thing I need to do is. Uh, Go in and play the sequel to Crimson Skies because that's on the game cloud. And you can access it through uh, PC as well. Uh, I'm not sure how good uh, the sequel was, but you know, it was one of those that was only on uh, uh, on Xbox until yeah, this. And I, I know it, it's probably not worth it, but at the same time, right? It's part of Game Pass, so. Yeah. And now I'm signing, you know, I'm signing in to be able to tell you exactly what the game is, because it's right there at the tip of my tongue. Um, where is it on here, right? Yeah. my the, all Talking about this is making me want to go back and, and play the older Forces, particularly like 2 and 3. Uh, Crimson Skies, Hard Road to Revenge. Although I know that they dramatically changed the gameplay on that one as well. But, right? Yeah. Hey, we can play (laughs) Banjo-Tooie. Woo! Banjo-Tooie. That's what I'm here for. Those deep, deep Banjo-Tooie cuts. Uh, Unfortunately, Stubbs the Zombie does not seem to be on this yet. That's okay. Stubbs the Zombie wasn't very good. (laughs) Not unless you drank, like, Five or six really shitty, terrible beers. Natty Light, baby. Wasn't there talks of? Yeah, yeah. There's a uh, a remaster of it uh, coming out uh, 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 that came out on Steam. Yes, 
There was. I mean, I, I remember having a good time with Stubbs the Zombie because I was playing it with friends and was slightly inebriated. But I don't think it was a good game. I don't know. It has been many, many years since I have played. Well, it might be a reason to drink again, right? <laughs> might. Might start drinking again just for Stubbs the Zombie. But, uh, alright, let's move on to our next news topic. Half-Life 2 Remastered Collection. Coming from modders with Valve's consent. Yeah, it's, uh, and remember, consent is very important. It is very important to get consent. Uh, so, I mean, it sounds like basically Black Mesa all over again, personally, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, does uh, Half-Life really, or Half-Life 2 really need that much of a polish, though? That's kind of the thing. I've realized it's an old game. But at the same time... I mean, Half, it, it, Half-Life 2 looks really dated at this point. Yeah, but they're not going to change the gameplay, and that's what's more dated about it, because Half-Life 2 kind of revolutionized the idea of having physics in a uh, first-person shooter. And that's why there are so many of those, oh, look, another seesaw puzzle. So they're not going to change that dramatically, are they? If so, then... Right? Yeah, I don't... I don't think so. Although it does look like, at least for now, it's a free update. Or a free community-made mod. So it might be something to check out at some point. I, I gotta say, it, or or at least, uh, hang on, now I gotta go double-check myself. So, okay, so the what they were originally working on, Half-Life 2 Update, is a free mod on uh, Steam. Yeah, and maybe it's just my nostalgia since it's been ages since I played Half Life Two, but it doesn't look dramatically different to me. I mean, I know there's a lot of bug fixes, but it, uh, uh, at least according to this, it looks somewhat better. I haven't played Half Life Two, uh, but watching, um. There's a couple YouTubers I watch who mm-hmm. will use Half-Life 2 as a benchmark for older computing hardware. Mm-hmm. Because stuff, you know, stuff that came out 10 to 15 years ago. Well, wasn't Half-Life uh, 2 a little bit more demanding on the CPU back then because yeah. uh the physics? Yeah, exactly. And so they will use Half-Life 2 to test older computing hardware um, as like a, you know, a comparative benchmark for stuff. And so I, I, I mean, I've seen a decent chunk of, of Half-Life 2 footage and the game looks better. A lot of the, you know, like it says here, uh, where is it, uh, featured so that the, their first mod or their first 1.0 of this mod, whatever it says features complete overhaul of the game's lighting system, new particle and fog effects, bug fixes, and a community commentary mode without sacrificing the Half-Life 2's visual look. So it's not like retexturing everything, but you could do a lot with, with modern-day lighting and But it sounds effects. like there's a separate thing that's not right. part of this, that it's another project that's, that somebody spotted in the uh, Steam DBs. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see exactly what they do. Are they going to go full Black Mesa? Uh, and possibly try to fix some stuff. They have said that the DLCs are going to be incorporated into the actual gameplay. Not sure how, if it's going to be like, yeah, in cutscene, credits roll, start the uh, episode one, or if they're going to actually do kind of try to do a seamless transition. 
although you know seamless transition with half-life 2 with you know g-man popping in and you know uh uh doing uh shatner-esque uh, monologuing right right yeah um, but i mean you know this looks neat and i i think that the improvements that they had shown already are noticeable i mean in certain areas it's not but... i guess uh, uh okay the that one screenshot of uh the car with the uh, uh in the underground tunnel uh that definitely does look a lot better really looking at it knowing what i'm looking for now the particle effects and the lighting because i guess i was caught up on the uh texture effects and yeah right they yeah got- and then and they specifically didn't do the textures although they might be in the new one where in this other mod project whatever but not the part of me just wonders original. if they're going to do like uh black mesa and try to uh fix gameplay issues you know, try to expand the map so that, you know, you're not going through, like, two or three loading areas on a uh, level or chapter. I can't actually remember how Half-Life broke things up. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, try to move some Are we going to have points. to do Half-Life 1 and 2 for Game Club at some point? Possibly. I- I've never actually played all the way through Half-Life 1. I've done Half-Life 2 and... Okay, that's how I tell you something. I got the orange box... Uh, uh, and played through Half Life Two, and decided to hold off playing on the episodes until Episode Three came out. <laughs> <laughs> Still waiting there, bud. Yep. Although, you know, I definitely got my uh, money's worth with Portal and Team Fortress Two. So, I remember uh, uh everybody uh, going absolutely nuts about Portal because you know it was kind of that throw-in title that nobody really knew about, right? I remember. I had the orange box. Mm-hmm. I had it for Xbox 360. Oh, you had the inferior version. I did, indeed. Well, uh, especially with Team Fortress 2. They did, like... But that was all I had back then. Well, they did, like, two... And I liked They did, it. like, two updates, and then... Because of Microsoft being Microsoft, right? Yeah. Microsoft going to Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Although, not as much as Nintendo Nintendos. Oh, Nintendo did some stupid shit. <laughs> uh... Uh, the gym goals issue this week. Hoof. Yeah. Laying into Pokemon United. And pretty much said uh, what I said already, huh? Yeah. Pretty pretty much as uh, soon as I started hitting people that was obviously, uh, you know, uh, paying in, it was hugely noticeable. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Half-Life 2 Remastered. It's going to be interesting to see exactly what they do with this. And I really wish I could play Half-Life Alex, but I don't have a VR setup. So, right? Yeah. All right. Let's... Are you ready to wade into oh. the big scary one this week? Oh, boy. Uh, 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 run for cover because this one's going to get nasty. Uh... Week two of the Activision Blizzard shit show. Yep. So, yeah, we've got... Let's see. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven related news topics about this. A couple, three of which were given to us by uh, you lovely, lovely listeners. Uh, yeah. Our, our two regular submitters, Jim and Cube... 
Um, is the is the YouTube video that Cube sent us in here? Uh, actually, I don't think it is. Hang on. I felt like there were I was forgetting something, but I I think the uh, well I didn't add the YouTube video because or I didn't watch the YouTube video because one of the articles actually covers it, but I'll add it nonetheless. Okay, so yeah, Activision Blizzard, boy, I don't know if they were hoping that this all would blow over, but so far uh, it more hasn't. like blow up, blow up. Yeah, I mean, very generally speaking. They continue to be a shit company or pair of entangled companies, whatever, um, with angry workers and tone-deaf executives, which is par for the course. I'm not surprised by that. I mean, you have – and some of this might be in some of the news articles. Some of it might not be. I've seen so many things go across Twitter and on podcasts that I listen to and YouTube videos. Like, there's a lot. But, you know, you have, like, Bobby Kotick, who's being essentially tone-deaf. There's one of the, like, security people who, like, one of the higher-ups who is a, a female. And she's like, I've never been harassed. But she's, like, a multi-million-dollar you know, Yeah, well, well, here's the thing is that the company. If, if you're in a position of power, odds are you're not going to be harassed because you can fire the fuckers. Yeah, they're going to automatically treat you with more respect and deference regardless of your gender now they might be saying shit about you or... behind your back but that's beside the oh, they're point. definitely saying shit about you behind your back but that's just that's just being ignorant yeah but oh boy right but yeah so there's there's you know there's those couple of little things there was um, uh, the... there's more allegations that have been made against other executives and other people people with positions of power like the hr director which i know that's in one of well, the- yeah the hr director quit this was uh that's actually breaking news from like a few hours ago there were there was uh, some the president quit rumors uh, circulating around that yeah the, the the place is on fire and there's golden parachutes all over the place because that's yeah because that's the infuriating thing is that not only are these people not going to be held accountable because they're you know just going to leave the company and get a job elsewhere and continue to be shit people because they have clout because they worked at Blizzard. Never mind the fact that it's during the absolute worst time of Blizzard. And that's not you know, just the whole misogyny, sexual harassment clusterfuck. It's also the fact that they've released absolute shit games. What few they've released. World of Warcraft's going down the, uh, the shitter. Uh, the whole Warcraft 3 reforged D-Master. <laughs> uh, kind of the end of uh, StarCraft 2's uh, uh, life cycle and the stagnation of the esports scene there. Overwatch being really the only kind of golden goose left for Blizzard. It's just, how are they held in regard anymore? I mean, WoW's, WoW's still making them a lot of money. Let's be real. Yeah. Even though it's going down the shitter, that's still a big moneymaker for them. Yeah, but that's also kind of the sunk cost fallacy of, yo, I've been playing this game for years, so I'll stick with it, see if they uh, pull it out, right? Yep. But, I mean, you know, the reason and all, and also, matters, but for this purpose, doesn't matter. Like, it's still making a well, also, Well, also, also, yeah, a lot of times uh, people buy in uh, multiple months of uh, subscription, and they'll just let it ride. Yeah. It's just who, so, right? Yeah. 
and this is you know we're we're talking specifically about Activision Blizzard and we've talked specifically about Ubisoft in the past but there are the couple the, you know the few actual industry like gaming journalists who do investigative journalism i mean this is not new news like this is not new or unexpected and it's in many 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 other companies it might, you know, it might be to a lesser degree in some of them, but you know, Rockstar, 2K, um, CD Projekt, um, to name a few right off the top of my head that I have seen, or an EA, you know, that I've seen articles about over the last couple of years from like Jason Schreier, uh, Jim Sterling. Before he passed, Total Biscuit had a couple of things that he had pointed to. You know, this is not new. This has kind of been like an open secret, especially since a security firm charged them a misogyny tax of 50% to do uh, security for him again, right? Yeah, it was a web web security firm, firm, right? And they were going to charge him a 50% misogyny tax on uh, International Women's Day. And they were going (laughs) to donate the extra money to... To a charity or several charities, which is awesome, oh. huh? Yeah, they're they're outlined in the article. That's in the show notes. Um, there's just so fucking much, but yeah, I mean, this is like an industry wide thing. It's not like it's just Blizzard and Ubisoft. It, it's just it. the highlight this week, right? Yeah, I think that we're at a possible. I don't know if the momentum is enough for it to actually have lasting change, but a possible turning point in culture and with the economy and with COVID and like, I mean, workers in, in multiple industries, not just the gaming industry, not just, you know, certain other industries, but like multiple industries have been like, fuck this. I don't, I'm not going to go back to work for, you know, seven whatever minimum wage is, you know, in your state or country or whatever. Like, I'm not going to go back to work for minimum wage. I'm not going to put up with these, terrible working conditions anymore i'm not gonna do it and then so there's that the changing of a political guard regardless of what you believe about joe biden and you know the quote unquote progressive politics in the united states like the the changing of the guard signals to a lot of people like okay now is our time it's our turn to to do some stuff so those two things, young people generally having a much greater understanding of how to advocate for themselves in in online, on the internet, the disillusion of the American dream, like so many cultural factors coming together at once, plus changing times from COVID. <laughs> and, um, and the fact that, uh, okay, as much as some people love to use this as a scapegoat. The fact that unemployment being boosted for a bit gave them uh, enough breathing room where they wouldn't go to, you know, uh, these slave jobs. And game development very much is. It may be better playing than, uh, you know, uh, flipping burgers. But price uh, or the money you get per hour plus the stress, it's essentially a slave wage. Yeah, that and a lot of times game development studios, like most of your big game development studios, are in areas with higher cost of living. So sure, maybe you're making more. Maybe even if you're able to break it down and do some math and you're still making 
you know, maybe you're still making way more money than if you're working minimum wage somewhere. Your cost of living is, is higher because you're living in, in places like, um, you know, in any city in California, Jesus, or um, Portland, Atlanta, um, Houston, or Dallas, Texas, you know, a couple of game dev studios out that way. Um, uh, what's the one in Washington? Redmond is Microsoft, right? Uh, Are they game studios in Redmond? Probably. Uh, the point is, is that you're living in cities that, that even if you're in a state with a lower cost of living, a city is going to have a higher cost of living. Uh, yeah, it's Microsoft. Yeah, you know, but a, a city is going to have a higher cost of living than if you're like me, who lives out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Living in a, a teeny tiny hick town. Yeah, I mean, my teeny tiny hick town isn't. Well, okay, okay. Here's here's a good example. Uh, cost of living. Uh, uh, here's a breakdown of overall uh, for w- Redmond, Washington, and the U.S. So U- U.S. is one hundred. I'm assuming that that's yeah your baseline. Washington's one eighteen point seven percent. Redmond's 185.1. Uh, Washington's slightly up 101%. Uh, Redmond is 109.5. Washington and Redmond yeah. are cheaper on healthcare, but housing. USA 100. Uh, Washington is 164.9. Redmond, 33, or sorry, 356.1%. Uh, medium home costs 234. Uh, $1,200 in the U.S. Washington, $381,300. Redmond, $823,300. Wow, right? Yeah, so my cost of living, 77.7% overall of the national average. <laughs> uh, medium cost of a home, $120,000. So, yeah. I live in an area that has a very low cost of living, comparatively speaking. But, you know, cost of living, like, okay, so sure, you might be thinking, well, if the cost of a home is, you know, 800 whatever thousand dollars, you know, you just, people, you know, you don't have to buy. And that's true, you don't, but that also means that your rent is going to be higher, too, as an extension. uh, People don't realize that uh, once you get over that initial hump... Typically, a mortgage payment is cheaper than rent. That's true. That's true. My my mortgage payment is like six hundred bucks a month, and rent for a house that is of similar size and you know like quality. I don't know to mine in this area is is eight hundred to a thousand dollars a month. Yeah, our and, you know, uh, our like mortgage a, payment. Like a 1400. We just bought our house recently from where we were renting and our mortgage payments half of what we were paying for rent yeah so, right but you go yeah you go to chattanooga though you know chattanooga is close by to me the, the, relatively chattanooga small choo-choo. city chattanooga choo-choo but relatively speaking you know chattanooga is a small city um something like i want to say 150 or 200 thousand people live in the chattanooga area but, you know, a, a one-bedroom, I don't know, what, what is it, studio apartment? Studio apartment in Chattanooga, in the Chattanooga area, is like 900 bucks to rent. God help you if you want to buy a home. And Chattanooga is a relatively small city in a state 
that has a relatively low cost of living. So, anyways. Yeah, yeah that's welcome to the economy portion of the podcast. <laughs> Dave Ramsey's a fucko. Don't listen to him. He's he's a financial person. Christian financial person. He's a big deal down here in the South. Never really heard of the him. The only thing... so Well, good. Don't. He's a scam artist who's like two steps away from like an MLM thing. He's, he's terrible. Mm-hmm. The only thing in his whole... He calls it the Financial Peace University. Oh, the only boy. thing in his whole spiel I agree with is that most people approach money emotionally instead of rationally. And that's true. That is true. Otherwise, he's a dick who gives terrible financial advice. Also, Dr. Phil. <laughs> At least Dr. Phil can be funny sometimes. He can, because, because I saw him on Jeopardy, and whoof. Dave Ramsey's boring. I used to watch Dr. Phil. Especially when I was like in school, I found it fascinating. Like, hang on a minute. You're supposed to be, and this was before I knew... The Dr. Phil isn't actually uh, a psychotherapist of any of any kind. Um, he's he's faking it. TV's fake. <laughs> Did you know that? He's faking. But anyways, this is before I knew that he wasn't actually a psychotherapist uh-huh. of any kind or a psychologist. And so, like, I'm doing stuff in class, and then I watch the Dr. Phil show because I find it fascinating. I'm like, wait a second. That's not what we're doing in, in class. That's not how you do that. That's not unconditional positive regard. You're being a dickhead. <laughs> but anyways, welcome to the pop psychology portion of the podcast. <laughs> um, I'm not sure why that uh, choked me up so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we have, you know, we have very generally covered a bunch of these different topics. And I mean, I would encourage you um, as the listener to go read some of these articles Head over to the submission and suggestion um, portion uh, or, or uh, uh, channel in our Discord to look at some of the stuff that has been posted there. A couple of things have been posted in like general chat that have gotten buried. Um, I posted something from uh, a YouTuber I watch called Illuminati. Um, she does a, talks a lot about uh, like pyramid schemes and marketing. Um, multi-level marketing scams and stuff like that. Um, but she has done a couple of Activision Blizzard episodes over the years. Mm-hmm. And she did one last week kind of covering some stuff at, for the, at the time, up to date at the time. And she goes into some details on some stuff. And given her perspective as, as a female, it's a, it's a different, some of her, her, of her things come from a different perspective. So might be interesting for you to go watch. I might actually pin that. Actually, that's a good idea. I should pin that. I won't keep it permanently pinned, but I'll pin it um, for a week or two for anyone who wants to see that. There, I just pinned it. But, I mean, do you have anything that you want to focus in on a little uh, bit more? Just, uh, it, it seems like everything's just falling apart, but let's be perfectly honest. When the next Diablo game comes out, people are going to fucking buy it because those who are paying attention to this are the outliers. Right, yeah. I hate to be so yeah. damn pessimistic about it, but in the long run, outside of one thing in all of this, it's the, Activision Blizzard's not going to do a damn thing, and that's 
the whole thing that the shareholders are filing class action lawsuit as well. Mostly just due to, you know, them being dicks, right? Yeah. Uh, the Activision Blizzard being dicks, not the shareholders being ditch, dicks, but eh, let's be honest. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I think my... I have not bought or played... I, I've definitely not bought any Blizzard Activision stuff in quite some time. At least not that I'm aware of. If I've bought something that was like, you know, a, a subsidiary owned thing or like a, you know, an indie owned studio mm-hmm. that I wasn't aware of, like, you know, fine. Yeah, yeah enough, that's the I've thing not... is that <laughs> the, uh, yeah, they're so far down the rabbit hole that, yeah, they're owned by uh, uh, parent companies of parent companies, and right? It's sort of like the right. food industry whenever you walk down the cereal aisle. It looks like there's quite a few different brands, but honestly, there's like two, maybe three. If you, uh, you know, go by parent corporation. Yeah. But, you know, to my knowledge, I haven't bought anything from Activision Blizzard in several years. And I've not played, you know, I've not played WoW. I've not played, I don't know when the last time I played an Activision Blizzard game was. And again, unless it's like, you know, something that's obfuscated through multiple companies, you know, parent companies or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just, I've had a bad taste in my mouth for uh, from them for a while now, and I haven't played anything of theirs in a while. Kind of like how I really backed hardcore off of Ubisoft after the, uh, not not the allegations, but like all of the, the proof that was provided, like all of the... Um, you know, all of the the workers from Ubisoft mm-hmm. who spoke out, like, that was kind of, like, the final nail for me for Ubisoft. Yeah. And I'm at that point with Activision Blizzard, too. I mean, I might pirate something of theirs that I want to play. I'm not even going to bother I'm, with that one, because I got other things to play. I got Fire Up Game Pass. That's true. Play some Solitaire. <laughs> right. Play some kick-ass 30th Anniversary Solitaire. Let's see, can you search... Your Steam library by surely you can't by Activision. Uh, you can see. If I go to see advanced search, uh, you can always just go to the store and look at the uh, publisher Activision. Oh yeah, good plan. So like I have Vampire the Masquerade, which is uh, listed under Activision. Oh, oh, so much for that one, right? Yeah. Uh, well, you uh, weren't uh, the biggest fan of Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah. Though, well, well, I was talking about the sequel two years ago or whatever. Yeah. Oh. Oh shit. <laughs> well, yep. So much for that one. <laughs> you completely forgot there was a sequel. Well, I knew. Remember, there was a sequel. I didn't realize that Activision was, or at least the uh, what the, publishing, or it? at least the original. I'm not sure if the sequel is because, but like uh, a lot of Call of Duty, and I do have a couple Call of Duty games. Mostly due to yeah, Kyle. Yeah, I've got a couple of Call of Duty games. Gonna make sure to take those off my li- wish list. Don't want anybody buying those for me by accident. Uh, Spyro, uh, Reignited Trilogy, Crash Bandicoot uh, Trilogy. And this is, of course, just what's listed, right? Yeah. Prototype. I'm a little surprised that that's a series that didn't go further. Gun, King's West. 
Well, a quick and cursory search through uh, it looks like the Steam uh, store. It looks like the sequel's uh, Bloodlines Two is act- actually Paradox. I'm not sure if they're a subsidiary. Yeah, now sitting here thinking about it, right? Yeah, because so I've got a few Call of Duty, couple of Call of Duty games with some DLC, but that's the only Activision stuff I own on Steam, at least. Well, and I guess Vampire, but anyways, yeah. Fuck Activision, fuck Blizzard, fuck Bobby Kotick. <laughs> they can all kiss my ass. I got a big ass. There's plenty of room for him. <laughs> and you've been working out too, so you know. That's right, and I work out. Now, see, I just have a a nice flabby ass for him to kiss. <laughs> yeah, I'm I was just I, I was just double checking. It looks like the sequel is actually fair game. Okay. I'm just looking through all these articles, seeing if there's anything that I want to single out. <laughs> need your waiters? Do what? Need uh, uh, need uh, some uh, waiting boots to get through it all? Oh yeah. Oh my god! I don't think it's probably in one of these news topics. I forgot, almost forgot the uh, the employees um, did a walkout yeah. one day and started the process of. Unionizing? And, and that's not specifically what it's called. Yeah, but uh, I, Activision has hired said. a firm that's uh, known for union busting. Mm-hmm. Because of course they have, right? Because of course they have. No, let me... Uh, Don't no, want let, those pesky no, workers no, no, having no, no, any say in the matter. Let me that. Activision Blizzard. Because Blizzard is f- part of the fucking problem, too. It's not just Activision. Yeah. But yeah, we don't want any want those workers to have any say in the whole matter now, do we? Or have you know any protections or anything? Right. Oh, so shall we head to community corner and have something good to talk about? Because I almost forgot uh, to add this. There was there yeah, was let's... one last thing uh, uh, that was on the Discord that we didn't have in the show notes because honestly, nearly we forgot forgot about it with so much. Bullshit. Yeah, having to shovel through it all. So, 700,000 lines of code, 20 years, and one developer. How Dwarf Fortress is built. And thank you, Jim. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Dwarf Fortress is a magnificent clusterfuck of code and just craziness. And I'm probably going to buy it day one when it comes to Steam. Just really to, to support the developer more than anything. It, it it's crazy detailed. It, it, this is that game that a lot of de- uh, developers kind of shoot for with uh, the uh, the colony builder, and you start to get really intense into the uh, into the uh, game systems. It's basically RimWorld, but so much deeper. Uh, the the story that they share on here that uh, it kind of shows you just how crazy things get is. Cats dying of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> one one yeah. of the updates, uh, and they made it where dwarves could spill their beer and leave uh, pools of beer around because they're dwarves. Of course, they drink beer. They actually get really, 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 really upset if they're forced to drink water. And cats would walk through it and uh, stop to lick their fur. And because of the contaminant system that they also put in, where uh, it's a way for them to spread disease. Uh, is as you walk 
uh, through stuff, you get Grom and stuff on you, and it flags uh, your the characters as having stuff on them. Well, the cat would walk through uh, a puddle of booze and uh, have beer tagged to their body, so when they stopped to clean themselves, they'd ingest the beer and die of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> Damn. Uh, there was another part, uh, another time that uh, cats uh, started breeding a little bit too quickly because they coded it where, yeah, to be somewhat realistic, and let's be honest, cats are just about as bad as rabbits if uh, left unchecked. Because a cat hit sexual maturity after just a couple months, and yeah, like a litter of kittens, yeah, three to five uh, cats. So it quickly escalates. Got to the point where he would just cause a fortress to drop to single digit frame rates because there was just so many uh, things that the game had to simulate. And it, it, it gets crazy and it, every update just gets crazier and crazier there's modern cards that uh, that they added one update that people have uh, actually weaponized to throw just barrels of uh, uh weapons uh from minecart or intentionally derail the minecart and create essentially a shotgun well that sounds neat <laughs> uh, dwarf fortress is one of those games if you've never played it it is intimidating as fuck uh watch some tutorials it I, I I use the same idea on it as like Crusader Kings and Hearts of Iron and you know, all these really in, intense forex strategies or grand strategies where yes it is intimidating and honestly the the game doesn't teach you at all how to play but it's really no more difficult than tackling one of these other uh, really in-depth uh, uh, games it's just yeah, it looks like it's from the mid-80s because of the ASCII, but you could change that. Uh, but it seems, uh, last time I checked, I haven't actually checked in a while, the Steam release is still unknown, but the there are uh, uh, the developers working to make the game a lot more accessible with a lot more context menus, a lot more uh, uh, work with uh, mouse controls, while still having that really crazy in-depth gameplay. It's basically going to go from like 80s graphics to mid-90s graphics though. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, Dwarf Fortress is is your your crack, your your battle tech. Yeah, although I don't play it nearly as much as you do uh, for battle tech. I'll get on a kick on it and you know, do a deep dive for, you know, uh several weeks then, you know, just step off of it for a bit, then come back again in another patch. Right now, they're kind of in a lull because they're working on the Steam release. Uh, a pretty heavy development on it as well. So, right. that's where the majority of the uh, uh, focus has been. I, they, I don't think they've actually announced where the price is going to be on the Dwarf Fortress uh, Steam version either. Which is uh, a little disconcerting. But we'll, yeah. we'll see, right? I do like play yeah. the release uh, date. Thomas Objective. <laughs> <laughs> time is a flat circle. <laughs> no, time is a cube. Oh, well, no. <laughs> uh, some old school crazy, right? Indeed. Back when it was kind of fun and funny instead of just scary and sad. Yeah. 
Well, let's be honest. It was still scary and sad, but it was um, right. Yeah. All right. Well, so we ended our our news and stuff on a bit of a positive. You getting to, to oh, okay? Gush out it's, a game you love. Uh, yeah, for a few yeah. Minutes. It's going to be twenty bucks. So yeah, that's a day one purchase. I, I did a little bit of searching, and yeah, nice. So I assume. Well, actually, Rage, where can they get in contact with us? If, uh, if you wish to contact us, vglpodcast at gmail.com. You could tweet us, vglpodcast, on the Twitter, because we are still alive over there. Or if you wish to drop by Discord, you could go over to vglpodcast.podbean.com. Indeed. So, definitely enough time for uh, for a discovery queue. We might be done by midnight. Wow. Well, not with that attitude. <laughs> So let's doobly do on over to the discovery queue. I'm assuming you've got one. You already had it up and ready to go. Uh, no, definitely not. So Gram, a uh, destroy, absorb, grow Gram, a fast-paced, unforgiving action adventure RPG. It has kind of this. Uh, I joked about Dwarf Fortress going from 80s to 90s instead uh, uh, graphics. This feels like uh, old school, like Legacy of Kane stuff. Maybe it's just the the sort of yeah I'm in that kind of mindset right now, but it has kind of this like force perspective that looks really old school to me. Uh, uh, is a I'm looking at yeah grime. a little bit exp- more expensive than what I would expect though twenty five bucks so it's a little bit on the upper end of uh uh of the price range, but it has kind of this slow methodical. Uh, uh, animation, uh, looking at some of the GIFs and trailers, you know? Yeah. So I got... Yeah. Looks interesting. I got the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Which is... Ace Attorney. But I guess with different... I don't know if it's the same characters or different characters. I mean, I'm aware of the Ace Attorney franchise, and... I like some of the memes, and I'm sure it's a good game that I've just never really played or gotten into. So I don't know if any of these characters are carryovers from the other games, or if they're all new or what. But it's uh, an Ace Attorney game on PC. Woo! And people who like Ace Attorney would probably like it, and people who don't probably don't. But it looks neat. So I got Final Fantasy. As in the first one, or the newest remake of the first one. Uh, they've redone this game so many times, right? Yeah, it's been, it's been a bit. Uh, so this is the latest redo of the original Final Fantasy. Uh, at least, I think it's the uh, uh, another redo of it. It has this kind of weird thing on some of the screenshots. I'm not sure if it, this is a mobile port. Because it Kind of, it's kind of a, a weird, like, a, a magnifying glass going on. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, quick uh, take from Jim. Uh, so I literally just, uh, literally drove by Blizzard HQ today on my way home. Nothing going on outside from what I can tell. That's because they're hiding. They are indeed hiding. Were you, you, you broke in there for your update. Were you yeah. done? Uh, yeah, or? I mean, th- this is... The original Final Fantasy. Uh, you have options to play it elsewhere if you really want to. Uh, Ten bucks, or uh, actually, or, uh, hang on, it twelve bucks, which is kind of a weird price, actually, huh? 
Yeah. That, that does feel weird, but... Uh, I mean, they do have an entire remaster of... Uh, the first four Final Fantasies going on again, so... Right? Uh, with a pre-purchase yeah. going on. But 75 bucks for... Uh, Final Fantasies 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. That, that, that feels a bit much for NES to SNES games. I realize it's 6 games, but at the same time, 12 to 18 bucks a pop, depending on the generation. I, I don't I don't know what Square, Square Enix is doing these days. They've gone full Nintendo, right? Yeah. Alright, I got a really neat-looking game that I'm... If it was cheaper, I'd probably impulse buy it right now. It's called High Fleet Deus in Nobis. I don't know what the Deus in Nobis means. Um, but it's a good mix of, of a couple of different genres. Um, yeah, I had this pop up on uh, an, an extra cue I did... Uh... Uh, last week, and I had no idea what was going on with it. Yeah, it's it's combining a few different things. It feels a bit... Um, oh, goodness. I'm drawing a blank on it on a game. Sci-fi game, roguelite, where you start out with a ship, and you're out running some rebels, and you jump from, like, planet to planet. And, like, whenever you do combat, it's like a top-down strategy thing with your little guys manning your ship, and you gotta blow up or board the other ship. I don't know. I'm. I just cannot think of the name of that game right now. But it's combining sort of multiple elements. There's like a strategy layer where you upgrade your ship and go to your your airship. But instead of it doing like, uh, well, I say airship. Instead of it doing like, you know, steampunk like uh, airships, these seem to be sort of future post-apocalyptic airships with like rockets or some. Think think more like helicarrier from. Um, the, the Marvel Universe as opposed to, uh, you know, a steampunk airship. But there's, like, a strategy layer where it looks like you're buying supplies and upgrading and managing your crew. And then there's, a, like, a map, an, an, an overworld map. And then, like, combat sections where you're directly controlling the ship. Yeah, it looks good. I'm in for that. I'm in for all that. Okay, so I got the, for, uh, the Forgotten City. Uh, Roman... Groundhog's Day, essentially. A open world mystery puzzle exploration game where you're stuck in a time loop and you're trying to figure out what's going on, essentially, from the sounds of it. Uh, this is built okay. from a, a, actually a Skyrim mod. Uh, and we got something for next week already in the uh, community corner, it looks like. Oh boy. Uh, not, uh, not, uh, Activision related, uh, thankfully. Activision Blizzard. Uh, but anyway, back to, you know, the actual task at hand. Uh, travel 2,000 years in the past and relive the final days of a cursed Roman city where if one person sins, everybody dies. Unravel the mystery at the city's heart by exploring its deadly time loop, questioning locals, exploring, and solving puzzles. This sounds really cool. If it's done well, of course. And it looks like it's pretty highly rated as well. Uh, it does look like people are saying avoid the trailers, though. So the trailers might be giving away too much. Which is a disappointment, but yeah, right? Right. 
Okay. Um, so I got another one. Idle Manager. Um, bad name for what this game is, because it's like... I, idle Manager makes it feel like it is a, you know, an idle clicker game, but it's idle, I-D-O-L. So it's like, uh, you know, idle in the sense of like an icon. And this is like a, a very, you know, anime-esque style game. Um, so business, it's a business management sim where you're managing like pop idols or something like oh i've seen this one (laughs) pr it looks very cute also kind of sexy i don't see anything on here about it being adult so you know that could be interesting if there are some maybe some adult elements or adult adult situations right because yeah this is idols and right yeah, weird, creepy fans. And it's idol, not idol. Yeah. Idol. 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 Which is what I was saying. Like, yeah. It's, oh, it's oh, a bad well, name to listen yeah. to it, idol. But when you look at it and see how it's spelled. Japanese it pop sense. idol. Yeah. But it looks see. It does look like uh, a lot of the screenshots are in Japanese. I'm assuming that uh, it has a pr- proper translation. Yeah, and it's just yeah you know, the, the the fans are jumping on it because right. So I got uh, did I copy this one all over? No, I haven't copied it over already. The eldest souls. Speaking of uh, games that sound very bad or has a very bad sounding uh, uh, title, I'm I'm, su- I'm surprised Bethesda hasn't jumped on them because. Uh, they jumped on Mo- Mojang at one point because they had scrolls as a game. So, Eldest Souls is a fast-paced, brutally challenging, and brutally challenging, a boss rush Souls-like experience. So, what was it? Oh, damn! Now I'm blanking on the. Uh, there was. Uh, oh, oh, loud. Uh, there was a pretty recent title that was uh, essentially a Balsaris game that uh, was actually extremely difficult from yeah. like the last couple of years, and this looks very much like this, only a bit more of a demake, uh, more pixelated graphics with a bit more of a uh, ARPG uh, combat system going on, uh, and it's yeah. uh, talent trees. Looks pretty damn good though. Sweet. So I got uh, The Ascent. Uh, This game is on Game Pass currently, so if you have Game Pass, you can get it there and play it without having to buy it. Otherwise, this is a either solo or co-op action shooter RPG um, with an isometric camera view. So, uh, you know, the the classic ARPG. But it's uh, it's cyberpunk. Um, good to see a good cyberpunk or a good-looking cyberpunk come out. I don't know if this game's any good or not, but it certainly looks better than Cyberpunk 2077, and probably plays better too. So, well, well, to be assist. fair, Solitaire plays better than uh, Cyberpunk. That's true. Well, that's not fair because yeah, Solitaire, right? So, well, I, I got one Banners of Ruin. Now, there's some people that are saying that this is a very, very sluggish game to play. But honestly, it is a turn-based card uh, a card deck builder. So, you know, that's... Right? 
Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, it's not your typical, you know, uh, deck builder where you're having strategic, uh, uh um, uh, combat, uh, damn, I played a game similar to this, and I'm, I, I, this is the second time uh, in as many games that I blanked on the, uh, uh, the game this reminds me of. Uh, I mean, this yeah. has a very kind of, uh, and trying to search for it real quick is not helping me. <laughs> because, yeah. Because it's a, a Death of Boundland. This is what that, that's what it reminds me of. Uh, I was able to get close enough to it. Uh, the combat system where it's uh, near and far uh, uh, ranged uh, versus melee and uh, uh, targeted uh, uh, combat. Although that one is more of a survival game. And things could unravel very quickly in it because, yeah, the survival aspects. Uh, this one, it's a roguelite card builder, or deck builder, so, yeah, things are going to unravel very quickly, but there's likely a overarching progression system built into it. But it has a, a, a very neat art style to it. So, yeah. Well, neat. Uh, I finished my queue. I got a couple of the ones you had already had. I got Grime, and I got Eldest Souls, and I got three... Well, I guess I only got one, but I still did the two. But three total Final Fantasy games where I, I saw while I was doing mm-hmm. this. It was Final Fantasy 3, um, and 7, and 8. So, you- But yeah, I, I, I cleared my queue. I don't have anything Okay, else, well, so. I'll finish off mine then. Uh, melody or Fruka Melodies of Steel, uh, a RPG where you place children, each with their uh, own unique characteristics and skills, at different gun turrets in a tank to fight against the enemy. <laughs> right? Yep. So that's a thing. That's it, it, it looks sort of like a uh, tactics advance, only with children and kind of amorphized children. <laughs> Uh, or yeah. With more of an RPG element as well, so yeah, I mean, it is uh, you know solidly in the double A pricing though at forty bucks though, so interesting. Uh, random horror game where yeah, you know, it, it looks like it's all jump scares. Hang on, what's this? Hang on, I need to watch a trailer real quick because this is one of those games that doesn't really lend itself very well to screenshots. Okay. Adjusting my chair. Still watching that trailer. Yeah. Okay, so okay. alright. I'm gonna add this because oh, uh, I also need to add the proper name to that one, but Carlson. So this is looks like Portal meets Mirror's Edge meets like super hot. I mean sit and watch the trailer. I did not have the sound on for this. Uh, Okay. Okay. Uh, Yeah. It it, it has kind of a weird first person parkour, uh, super hot vibe to it where you're getting milk and fighting computer monitors with legs and uh, robotic bodies. It is weird looking, but it also looks like a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, some really interesting movement abilities as well. You know, uh, 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 gr- uh, grappling uh, 
with uh, some sort of energy whip uh, using the recoil of a shotgun uh, to change your uh, your flight in air. Uh, Slotty, yeah, I like the looks of this Carlson. Yeah, it, it, it does. It looks a lot like Portal, doesn't it? Well, Portal meets Super yeah. Hot with Mirror's Edge uh, movement. Oh, and uh, only Mirror's Edge uh, plus guns because we have Mirror's Edge. Decide, eh, yeah, we'll have gunplay, but you, you know you can't care, take it with you because yeah, right, right. Uh, looks like they're going to do a single player and a multiplayer mode as well. That that could be interesting. That could be very interesting. Uh, uh, not released yet, so no idea on pricing or even when it's going to come out. But yeah, seven. It's going to be seven of something. Seven. It's his price. Uh, it's going to be twelve. Oh wait, it's not twelve because it's not uh. Oh, that's uh hit the wrong thing. Uh, because it's not uh, Square Enix. So that is my cue, Don. Sweet. Hey, Rage. Hit him with the socials. Well, I've been Caffeine Rage. You can see me joke about Solitaire on Gaming with CR on the Twitter. If you're to be my friend on Steam, you can contact me, Caffeine Rage. And you've been? Gaming Psychologist. You can find me on the YouTubes by searching for such over on Twitter at JMA4707. Probably shit posting. I've done a decent amount <laughs> of shit posting in the last couple of days. Otherwise, you can be a friend on Steam by sending your friend request to JR3470. Uh, don't do it. It's a trap. <laughs> it's such a trap. Uh, uh, he's going to honey dick you. Indeed. Uh, if you've never seen uh, uh, the interview, go watch it. Uh, that's uh, You've had your uh, oddball uh, reference. That's mine. <laughs> right. Absolutely. You're allowed. Pitter patter. <laughs> honey dicking. Honey dicking, though, is, I feel like, a good, I mean, one that's not super oddball. I'm familiar with that. Yeah, but it's uh, in direct reference to the interview for me. Yeah. But that's Seth Rogen for you, right? Set, good old Seth Rogen. Fucking weirdo, but funny. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, at least it was better than super bad. Oof, that, that movie was terrible. It was super bad. <laughs> I see what you did there. And if you wish to see uh, uh, or to comment of what we've done, you can do so VGL Podcast at gmail.com with your letters, voicemails, game related topics. Tweet to VGL Podcast or drop in the Discord. We have a uh, channel on there. And you can find a link to that over at VGL Podcast. Uh, VGLpodcast.podbean.com. And that has the RSS feed if you used to share the love or we're on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, links to all our stuff. Uh, have you added your vampire thing to there? Uh, no, I have not. I need to add my vampire thing. The, a link yeah, to the... Yeah, go listen to Jared be a hick vampire. That's right. That's uh, right. Would that be a hick pyre? Hickpire. I don't know, but we called the game Vamp Neck instead of Redneck. It's Vamp Neck. <laughs> it works. We're down in down south, southwest of New Orleans. Yeah, looking for your raccoon Louisiana. head. Going to be getting a raccoon head at a job pretty soon. <laughs> put it on my mantelpiece next to the. Or put no, I'll I'll put it on a shelf next to the freezer that's full of human body pots. That's a very tiny freezer, but it's uh, on a shelf. 
Well, the shelf will be next to the freezer. Ah. Or above the freezer. What? Freezer itself is a, a chest freezer. Ah. See, we just have pizza in ours. Uh, without the human body parts, of course, because, yeah. Try, cut, up, try. cut up some liver, put it on there, get some fava beans. Ew. More, more <laughs> for the sound that was uh, that one was. And also, I'm not a fan of liver. After learning what it does in biology, uh, it always felt like I was eating an oil filter afterwards. Yeah. I have enjoyed a good liver, a good, uh, good chicken liver from time to time. Especially deep fried. That that covers up a lot of it. Well, the fact that you're covering up, right? Very true. Very and, true. And this is uh, Mr. Yo, immodest, right? Indeed. Not wearing any pants right now. I haven't been this entire time. It's hot in my office, even with the air conditioner turned on. Yeah, but let's be honest. You wouldn't be wearing pants anyway. Very true. Uh, and if, and if you want to do... Uh, contribute uh, for some reason. Maybe buy Jared some pants. You can do so at patreon.com slash podcast. Don't do that. I won't wear them. Yes, you will. I'll I'll come down and I'll staple gun them to you. Uh, you're you're going to uh, be uh, super glued into them. <laughs> Ouchie. I'll put a tube of Gorilla glue down the front of your pants. D- double ouchy. Oh, don't worry, I'll be the foaming type, so it gets everywhere. Oh boy, it'll be all warm and sticky, and then hurt. Just like you like it. And, and, <laughs> I don't think I'll like, I don't think I'll like that hurt. Uh, I wonder if uh, Kevin McLeod is going to revoke his <laughs> permission to use on the ground in uh, doobly-doo, both of which can be found at, at compudeck.com, and as always, as... His lovely music starts to roll across my voice. Bye-bye now. See you next time. Bye-bye.